Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Friday, and welcome to the latest edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A very busy day and a dramatic day in the United States Capitol as the world watches with bated breath as a day of rage has been declared by Hamas. There are already a stabbing in Paris or north of Paris in France. There are protests all around this country, including in Washington, D.C. and New York. York Police Department officials are asking all officers to report for duty today. So full staffing, maximum full staffing. And a lot of concerns, as you heard yesterday from John Bolton and from others about the possibility of future violence or the Hamas-like terrorism that struck Israel a week ago, eventually migrating westward, maybe even to the United States or targeting Americans elsewhere in the world. That is a big and grave concern. And while that's going on, Republicans on Capitol Hill are still trying to figure out how to pick their next leader. Late last night, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who had just been nominated 24 hours before, he withdrew his name from consideration for Speaker after it became clear to him and to others that he would not be able to get the required 217 votes to be the next speaker. Today, two people jumped back into the race. Jim Jordan jumped back in. He had withdrawn once the majority leader Scalise had won enough votes for a nomination, but he jumped back in today. He's getting some momentum. Kevin McCarthy has gotten behind him. Meanwhile, Austin Scott, congressman from Georgia, member of the House Intelligence Committee, somebody that's on this show quite frequently, he put his name into the ring trying to offer moderates in security hawks, a candidate in the race besides Jim Jordan. A lot of drama playing out, not a lot of clarity. We'll have to wait and see how this all turns out. But it is a big and momentous day on Capitol Hill. Now, we've got a great show for you today. Really, some of the most important people in Congress right now when it comes to investigation and oversight in getting to the truth about things that oftentimes are hidden in Washington, D.C. We're going to kick off our show today with the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer. He showed up on the TV show last night. He's got some strong words about where his investigation is going, particularly as it relates to the nexus or suspected nexus of the classified documents and other government documents that Joe Biden kept at his home, in the garage, or at the insecure closet at the Penn Biden Center 
and his sons and his brothers overseas business dealings. We're going to hear a lot about that in the conversation just ahead, as well as the fact that Joe Biden and his White House misled the American people in Congress about when they discovered the documents. The storyline for the last two years has been, oh, we didn't discover the documents until November 2022. Oh, to the contrary, it turns out. The first review of the documents and discovery of them occurred in March of 2021, a whole 18 months earlier, Sherman Combe is going to talk about that as well. Then in the second block, we've got a great interview coming up with Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from the great state of Georgia. She has long raised concerns about the withdrawal of Afghanistan, its long-term consequences, particularly the loss of U.S. weaponry that might end up in the hands of places like Hamas. You're going to hear about her plans for an investigation in the second block. And then we'll wrap up today's podcast with another great guest, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. He's done so much to bring transparency to America over the last two decades, most recently winning the lawsuits that forced the records into the public, showing us how Joe Biden's dog was repeatedly jeopardizing safety inside the White House, biting Secret Service agents and staff right after that revelation. The dog was kicked out of the White House. Probably a good thing for both the dog and the people that work and reside there. But Tom Fitton's also been key to the document releases on Russia collusion, on Ukraine, on Biden impeachment. And he'll give us an overview of what Judicial Watch is working on and what are the big issues that lie ahead in the days and weeks ahead. Now, before we go to commercial break, a quick message. Tonight, we have the third segment of our presidential 2024 town hall interview series. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is going to join us. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. A lot of people don't know a lot about him, but he's a very substantive guy, and he's starting to catch a little bit of fancy with some people. He's going to talk to us for the full hour tonight at 6 p.m. on Real America's Voice. That's Channel 219 on Dish Network. Channel 240 on Pluto, on the Roku, Android, Apple, and other devices under the Real America's Voice brand. You can also watch it on justthenews.com an hour later at 7 o'clock or also on our apps, the Just the News app. Governor Doug Burgum, very substantive project, very substantive interview, and I'm really lucky to be partnered on this project with our good friends at AMAC, the Association for Mature American Citizens. If you want to get a membership like I do to AMAC, which is the conservative alternative to AARP. I went in for a five-year membership. It pays for itself right away with the content and the analysis and the civic opportunities that you get, plus extraordinary discounts on products and travel. It's just an incredible thing. It literally pays for itself. But right now, Rebecca Weber, the president of AMAC, she has been supporting us. She is giving away memberships, five-year memberships for a whopping $35. If you want to take advantage of that, show AMAC you support them because they support us here at Just the News. John Solomon reports Just the News, No Noise, the television show. Then today, go to amac.us slash town hall in honor of our town hall series. amac.us slash town hall, and you will get a $35 five-year membership. That's an incredible bargain, the cheapest rate I've ever seen. Go do it today. Say thank you for AMAC. Say thank you for the town hall, the opportunity to interview all these incredible candidates. We've had President Trump. We've had Governor Doug Burgum today. We started off with Vivek Ramaswamy, and we still got some great interviews ahead with people like Nikki Haley, 
Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Tim Scott. So what a great opportunity. Go show the friends at AMAC how much you care about them. Join today at amac.us slash townhall. All right, folks, when we come back, Congressman James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, some bombshell revelations about the Joe Biden classified documents right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved Meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Welcome back, everybody. Just as John briefly recounted for us at the top of the hour, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer wrote a letter to the legal counsel at the White House asking to interview new staffers and address what looks like the president preemptively deflecting attention from his own classified documents case as he sicked the FBI onto former President Donald Trump for similar issues at Mar-a-Lago last spring. So joining us to talk about his letter and what he wants to find out is the chairman himself. Congressman, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Sir, in this letter, very pointed letter, a letter that if I was the recipient of, it would light a fanny under, or light a fire under my fanny. Uh, has the White House counsel responded? And if not, what are the next steps? Well, we're going to continue to request information. Uh, obviously, uh, we've made it be known to the special counsel investigating Biden's mishandling of classified documents that there are some discrepancies in Joe Biden's timeline. Uh, we've learned these discrepancies from various sources, including a transcribed interview. 
uh, with uh, a couple of people. So, uh, you know, with, with Joe Biden's timeline that he's disclosed to the public isn't consistent with the timeline that, that we've been able to put together of when he knew he had uh, classified documents in his possession and who all was involved in uh, viewing the classified documents and potentially transporting the classified documents. Yeah, it's an amazing new timeline that you put out yesterday, Mr. Chairman. And uh, the idea that they knew they had at least a presidential records problem in March 21, right. and they don't—they have been trying to portray they didn't discover this until November 22nd—kind of has the feeling of a, a cover-up. What do you think? Uh, it, it sure does have that feeling, John. And look, by all accounts from our timeline, Joe Biden knew he had missed out on classified documents at the same time he said. President Trump was irresponsible for mishandling classified documents and potentially knew when his uh, administration uh, went after Donald Trump for mishandling classified documents. I mean, that's a problem. Every American should have a problem. You know, there, there are a lot of Republicans that complain this is election interference that, that Joe Biden has been a part of with his administration going after his leading political opponent by so much. But if you look at this very fact, Joe Biden knew he had a classified documents issue. Uh, at the same time, his administration announced they were going after Donald Trump for the exact same thing. Amazing. So right, amazing. except one was president and one wasn't. So one of them had plenary powers to classify, one of them didn't. I wanted to ask you, though, because right. Robert Hur is, is the special counsel supposedly overseeing this investigation. Uh, the speed at which he is maneuvering seems to be much slower than that of Jack Smith investigating President Trump. Um, does it feel like with, you know, that this is just another piece of the public puzzle that you and other Republicans in Congress have uncovered with respect to this case? Does it feel like you're kind of dragging Robert Hur along or maybe he's just being very tight lipped about what he's discovered? Did he even know about this, this timeline? Well, I don't know if he knew about it, but now he does, thanks to the work of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we're going to continue to provide information to the American people, and her can can uh, be along for the ride. Uh, you know, the press reported last week that uh, he had interviewed Joe Biden in the White House. That usually indicates that you're at the end of the investigation. Uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, the special counsel knew that there were a lot of missing pieces uh, with respect to Joe Biden's timeline. And, and I don't think it's any secret from the work that we've done investigating the Biden family, Joe Biden is a serial liar when it comes to answering simple questions about uh, what exactly he knew and when he knew it, not just about his mishandling of classified documents, but also about his family's corrupt business dealings. So we've got a president that uh, obviously can't be trusted. Now the question is whether or not the special counsel investigating Joe Biden for mishandling classified documents can be trusted. And, and the book's still out on that. But as soon as we get new information that uh, we feel that the special counsel should know about, we're going to uh, make sure that he has access to that information. Because if the president has uh, been untruthful to the special counsel, like he's been untruthful to the American people, then I think the special counsel needs to act and act accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask about any possible nexus between the documents that were found in Hunter Biden, uh, uh, Joe Biden's possession at the Penn Biden Center and his other locations and their possible benefit 
to the Hunter Biden, James Biden business operation. Has the committee found any nexus? Are they looking for a nexus? Is there anything that we should be uh, looking for in that uh, in the tie between those two cases? Well, that's the question we have for the special counsel. We need to know exactly uh, what type of uh, information the president had mishandled. We need to know were any of these documents related to any of the people or countries that Joe Biden's families received substantial payments from? If so, then then we have a big problem on our hands here. And you know, the we all know about the certain email, and I think you reported on it, John. I know Ted Cruz talks about it a lot. That's on the Hunter Biden laptop. That's written like a classified document. So you know, we we all know now, thanks to a lot of good investigative work by by you, by the House Oversight Committee, by Stephen Miller, that the Joe Biden, while he was vice president, was communicating excessively with Hunter Biden and his associates, who were you know peddling access to Joe Biden to our enemies all around the world. So we need to know if part of these payments were received uh, in exchange for classified information. I think that's a simple question that shouldn't be hard to answer. So we need to try try to know exactly what documents the president mishandled, what he had in his possession. Uh, we, we have a good idea of who all had access to those documents uh, because uh, they were at the Penn Biden Center and in his garage. And we know some of the people that we're investigating for corruption and for uh, criminal activity in the Biden investigation had access to those documents. So we need to know, is there specific uh, is there a specific relationship between the money and these classified documents? So that's where our investigation is right now. So important. Oh. Yeah, we look forward to seeing that. I wanted to ask you about someone else who seems to have uh, a relationship with with one of our enemies, someone who's no longer in the Biden administration. Uh, Robert Malley, I know that you have requested documents from Secretary Blinken pertaining to uh, what what seems to be a relationship that he held from these purloined documents we found from uh, Iran government emails. Uh, connections to an intelligence operation. He was the one he was the one of the chief negotiators, I believe for the JCPOA under Barack Obama. How concerning is it to you uh, that there might be this connection here and, and maybe a connection to what happened on the ground in Israel this past weekend? We're very concerned. It's of the utmost importance that we get the, the questions we've asked answered. Uh, this is another conflict of interest. This is another example of someone in the Biden orbit who has very close ties with our adversaries around the world. And when you look at our two biggest enemies in the world right now, China and, and Iran now, uh, you, you've got a situation where you, you've got people in this administration that had questionable relationships with these people and have been negotiating uh, deals on behalf of the United States that no one knows anything about. So these are questions that we have and we expect to get answers and we're not going to let up until we do. Yeah. Such important, uh, such important questions and, and a really momentous time for this presidency. I want to ask about something. Uh, it seems from the evidence that you and uh, the impeachment inquiry has it turned up that the term loan really in the Biden lexicon means, oh, a gift. Yeah. And I want to point out a couple of things. Uh, we know uh, from the Rob Walker transcript that you put out the other day, the uh, FBI 302, 
that uh, he gave $90,000, Hunter Biden stiffed him and never paid it back, and that he said that the $3 million payment that China gave, uh, he told the FBI this, was actually really for nothing at all. Is this a gift? Exactly what you were suggesting, that all this money was flowing and no work. Uh, is a loan just a gift when it comes to the Biden family? It, it appears that way. You know, there's a, a term called a forgivable loan, and that uh, is more than likely uh, what these things were. You know, you, you lift stuff as a, as a gift or a loan so you don't have to report it on your taxes. This is another example of the Biden family and their organized criminal activity trying to avoid paying taxes. The Bidens are tax cheats. When Joe Biden talks about wanting to increase the size of the IRS to go after tax cheats, he needs to look no further than his uh, Christmas dinner table. I mean, they're full of tax cheats. So, yes, a loan is a way that uh, Bidens and other criminals uh, take money in from from people for for no apparent uh, good or service that they provided. And uh, it's a way they can receive money without paying taxes on it. Amazing. I think I need to find new friends because I'm not getting gifts of tens of thousands of dollars. I need to broaden my horizons when it comes to my friend group. Sir, I wanted to ask you, uh, speaker race, among all of the turmoil that's happening right now, that is still happening because we do still have a government deadline. What do you see happening tomorrow and next week? I mean, I hope we get a speaker. Uh, I said that Matt Gates was making a mistake when he made the motion to vacate. Uh, you have to have a plan B. Uh, you know, we're all replaceable in Congress, but at the end of the day, when, when you've got a situation where we have uh, four or five people that can disrupt a, a vote, any vote, then we, you've got a situation on your hands. And, and right now, That's right. to be completely honest with you, no one in our conference can get to 217. Folks who go anywhere, when we come back, MTG, that's right, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, exclusive interview right here on John Solomon Report. She'll bring us up to speed on all the drama on Capitol Hill and her plans to make sure that Congress investigates whether the United States has lost weapons sent to Ukraine and left behind in Afghanistan to the bad guys, to Hamas, Hezbollah, and other bad actors around the world. We'll have more of that with Marjorie Taylor Greene right after these messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. 
Com. Go there today. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks, at the top of the show, I told you that there is a growing concern about the possibility that U.S. weapons left behind in Afghanistan or donated to Ukraine are making their way to the jihadists in Hamas and elsewhere. Uh, all the way back in June, Israeli defense forces told news media they had some evidence of U.S. serial numbered weapons getting into Israel. That's long before the Hamas attack. Now the question pervades over this entire tragic week of the attacks that occurred in Hamas. And I want to bring on one of the lawmakers in Congress who is directly over the target, watching and investigating this. Joining us right now from the great state of Georgia is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congresswoman, great to have you back on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on, John. You have a lot of concern about this issue. You've been talking about it, tweeting about it. I think you were the first lawmaker to draw a circle around this very serious issue. Uh, Next step, a, a formal congressional investigation in your mind? Yes, I think it has to be one. It's our duty and responsibility. If if we are finding out information and, and getting told intel that U.S. weapons have fallen into the hands of terrorists, uh, especially with the horrific attack that just happened on Israel, it's our duty to to investigate um, and find out if that's happened or not. Yeah. And yesterday, a lot of people who walked out of the briefing, and I won't ask for the contents of the briefing because that's obviously classified, but there are a lot of people frustrated by the body language and the semantics and the sort of ho-hum nature of the briefing. There didn't seem to be According to people like Congresswoman Hageman and others, there wasn't that sense of urgency that such a horrific attack w- w- you would think the U.S. and the services had. Are you concerned that U.S. intelligence isn't as dialed in as it needs to be on this? Clearly, they missed this attack. Um, do you have a sense that do you share the concerns that other lawmakers walked away that there wasn't a lot of energy in this briefing to give a sense of seriousness? Yes, uh, concerned and angered by that. But this has been the way way it goes with the Biden administration, who's in charge of all the intelligence agencies. Uh, it's their people they've appointed to these jobs, and we've seen them fail over and over again. I mean, it wasn't 
it wasn't too long ago that we had a Chinese spy balloon traverse right. across the country and people spotted it with their own eyes before our government told us about it or even was willing to do anything about it. They allowed uh, China to spy on our entire country, infrastructure, uh, uh, military bases, nuclear silos and everything. And then they finally shot it down after China was finished. And then here we have again, we have a classified, classified briefing with Biden administration officials, um, and they're basically telling us similar information that you would already be reporting or Americans would see on the news. Um, so they don't tell us a whole lot that's that's not already out there. Uh, but what we do understand is that there is very credible evidence and very uh, good reasons to be concerned that U.S. taxpayer-funded military weapons did fall into the hands of Hamas and have been used to murder innocent Israelis. Mm. God, that is just heart-wrenching to hear that. And yet it is not surprising given what we learned, the way we exited Afghanistan. There was an after-action report in April in which the Biden administration said, all right, we screwed up Afghanistan. We should have had an early evacuation uh, effort. We didn't get one. We learned from it. We're going to reform. We're going to be better. And then a few months later, six days in, people are just starting now to get some help from the State Department embassy in Jerusalem. Uh, Americans trapped there. Six days of risk in people trying to find other ways out of the country. It seems like deja vu all over again. Uh, surprising to you from this administration and what can Congress do to maybe break the cycle of failure? Well, it's a failure once again on the Biden administration. The same thing happened in Afghanistan when, you know, countless Americans were stranded there in Afghanistan when Biden pulled the, our military out and allowed the Taliban to take over the country. And so we had Americans stranded there at the hands of the Taliban. And now we have Americans stranded in Israel. Um, and then we've got, uh, we think 27 Americans have been murdered by Hamas and approximately 14 are unaccounted for, likely, uh, held as, you know, by Hamas. And, and we don't know what their condition is. We don't have their whereabouts. Um, so, yes, there's so much to be concerned about. The message that's being sent over and over again to the American people from Joe Biden's administration and all of the Democrats in charge is you're not safe if you are overseas and you're not safe at home because yeah. they've allowed our border to be invaded. And there's over 1.5 million gotaways uh, that have gotten into our country and we do not know who they are, what country they're from. And, and what their intentions are. And we fear that, that there's a number of them, a percentage of them, um, in the thousands that are terrorists. Yeah, it's just remarkable. One of your colleagues, Mike McCall, uh, has raised a lot of concerns about Robert Malley's security clearance suspension. Uh, new documents from the reporter Jay Solomon also out there, not related to me, but good reporter. Um, he uh, uh, did some good work showing that there was this Pentagon, senior Pentagon official with a lot of uh, disturbing connections and contacts with the Iranian regime. Uh, this does seem to be like a scandal that the Biden administration is trying to sweep under the rug. You and your colleagues pretty determined you're going to get to the bottom of that, right? We are, and we have to. Um you know, I think we're in a grave situation, John. I have to be very frank and honest about it. We, the Republicans in the House, only barely control one-third of the federal government. And right now, we don't control much at all with our situation, uh, our speaker situation. And so when you're talking about 
national security clearance and investigations. We have to do it because the Biden administration is a pro-Iran administration, and they've proven it. They gave $6 billion uh, back, to, back to Iran. It's sitting in a bank account in Qatar. And the real situation there is the Biden administration refuses to refreeze that money um, and is trying to reassure everybody through their controlled media, basically, that, oh, don't worry, everyone. Uh, Qatar has agreed not to give Iran the money, uh, but the Biden administration won't lift a finger to, to freeze that money again. Um, and so so we know that there's people that are, are uh, sympathetic to Iran and the Biden administration. And we have members of Congress that I actually serve with are, are basically pro-Hamas, like Rashida Tlaib, who yeah. refuses to condemn babies' heads being cut off. Um, and babies being burned alive and, and these innocent people being slaughtered, uh, uh, by Hamas. And so, yes, I think, I think I can't understand why anyone would vote Democrat. The party's really at war with itself. It's, it's got a mixed message the Democrats do. And the president said he stands with Israel, but his party often doesn't. And their liberal supporters on college campuses are chanting for Hamas. It's, uh, uh, the party really has a problem going into 2024. I want to uh, flip to something because a lot of people are like, all right, there's no speaker, so there's nothing going on in the Hill, but you guys never rest in the Republican Oversight Committee. Uh, yesterday, a very important memo that you put out with James Comer and others uh, that, uh, uh, oh, surprise, Joe Biden's team knew in March 2021, just 18 months earlier than they told us, uh, that they had a documents problem, uh, not necessarily classified, but they knew they had presidential records that he was keeping improperly at an insecure location at Penn Biden Center. The whole timeline that was given to the American people the last couple of years completely bogus now based on this new revelation. I know it's concerning to you. Uh, what's the next step here? Is there concern that uh, Joe Biden had documents in his possession that were really to the benefit of maybe something Hunter and James and others were working on? Oh, absolutely. The work that our oversight committee has done has been astounding. And I want to remind everyone all of this has happened in uh, basically less than nine months. We've uncovered all this information. It's but remarkable. as far as the classified documents is concerned with Joe Biden, um, yeah, there's a lot of concern. And now we know that there were over 30,000 emails uh, from Vice President Joe Biden himself with Hunter and Jim Biden and their business associates. That is absolutely not normal. Everybody who emails with their family um, you, you have a personal email account, and you would never email that often unless it was of, of a business nature. Um, you know, most people call and text each other. But no, not when Joe Biden was vice president. He was sending heavy emails, um, exchanges and returns with his son, his brother, and their business associates from his official uh, vice president account. And that's Remarkable. something to be concerned about, especially when it, in regards to these classified documents. And I think it's a case of every time they're guilty of something, they are going to turn around and, and they're going to accuse President Trump. Yep. So they probably had this coming, and that's why they went after President Trump, raided Mar-a-Lago, and, and confiscated uh, the, the classified documents and the documents that President Trump had taken by permission uh, and, and had communicated with the records and archives that he had that information 
um, and had it locked and stored away at Mar-a-Lago. But they, but they always blame Trump of what they're really guilty of themselves. Yeah, I had a story this morning that focused right on that issue because it's projection. They projected Russia. Hillary Clinton had the Russia problem. They projected it on Trump. Uh, Joe Biden had the Ukraine president pressure problem. They projected that on Trump. And now I think it'll turn out these documents here will also be they knew they had a problem long before they sick the FBI on uh, Donald Trump. It's it's a remarkable pattern. <laughs> uh, I want to turn to the speaker's race for a second. Um, the, you, you heard from the two candidates. There was an initial vote. Obviously, we're in a holding pattern right now. But I want to ask, I'm hearing from a lot of members that both Jim Jordan and um, Steve Scully said that uh, there's going to have to be another CR just given the way the clock's being eaten up. Is that another harsh reality for Republicans that this whole ouster is going to end up probably resulting in another CR to buy more time to get the work of the appropriations done? It is. It's a harsh reality and it's a reflection of failure. And I've been pointing continuously to our calendar, our annual calendar that set us up for this failure. We shouldn't be in this situation when the when the fiscal year end, when the government year end is September 30th, and that's when we've got to fund the government or it runs out of money. But yet we are not even in Washington, D.C. the entire month of August and half the month of September. We're not here doing our job passing passing the appropriation bills and getting getting the government funded, then it's impossible to be That's successful. Right. Um, I've been arguing with my colleagues that we need to change the calendar. You can't fail like this over and over again. It doesn't matter whose party is in control. This is an annual failure. Every single year, it's a CR or a Christmas omnibus. So I've been arguing that we need to change the calendar. We need some problem solving um, and fix the problems before we go forward. But yeah, that is, that is the the horrible reality uh, for conservatives like me and you, John, and many Americans that are sick and tired of continuing resolutions and omnibuses. But we've uh, because they ousted uh, Speaker McCarthy last week. Then here we are, uh, wasting time, losing time with the inability to finish our task past 12 separate appropriation bills. And yeah, we're going to run out of time. Um, this 45 days is, is, is ticking away. Oh, just an amazing dynamic. Uh, Congresswoman, it's always an honor to have you on. You're always on the front line. You're always taking the job of oversight. So very serious. We learn so much every time you come on. And I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you for your great reporting, John. I really appreciate it and keeping people informed of the things that really matter. Well, that means a lot coming from you. Thanks so much. Well, I'll get you back on soon because I'm sure there's some Hunter Biden stuff in the near offing. We'll be we'll be talking about that soon. But great to have you on today, Congresswoman. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Folks, one more good one to go. Don't forget, we got Tom Fitton right after the commercial break. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. He's the president of Judicial Watch, one of the great defenders of American freedom and truth. Uh, he is Tom Fitton, and he joins us right now. Tom, great to have you back on the show. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you both? We are well. Better that you're here because we have so many questions. I want to start with something that you have done an extraordinary job at Judicial Watch. We would never have known that Secret Service agents were chronically being bitten by the Biden's dogs if it weren't for the great litigation work that you guys have done. I know it's a little story, but it speaks volumes about the president and first lady. Tell us what the latest is on that. Well, uh, back in July, thank you, John and Amanda, we uncovered uh, because we had gotten a tip, but we forced the Secret Service to produce documents to show that there were at least 10 attacks by Biden's dog on Secret Service agents. Of course, they tried to cover that up. I think it was a lawsuit that uh, forced out the release of the information. Right. And then after that, they didn't do anything. It's clear, CNN reported a week or so ago that another agent was bitten and White House staff had been bitten. So maybe upwards of two dozen people being bitten without consequence by Biden's dog. And only after all that came out, uh, was the dog removed from the White House complex. Now, we had a separate uh, source that told us that Biden beat his dogs, so it helped maybe explain uh, the dangerous nature of the dog's attacks. Uh, but I, I don't know. I tend to think it's a big story when uh, a dozen or so federal law enforcement officers who are trying to protect the president's life and his family's life and the White House are being attacked by the dog. And the White House lying about it, Secret Service not doing anything about it. And on top of that, you had other White House staff being attacked. To me, it's 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 so indicative of Biden's approach. The rules don't apply to him. I mean, the idea that anyone would be allowed to keep a dog even after two bites, obviously people know that wouldn't be the case. Yet Biden uh, was allowing his dog to bite agents with impunity. Incredible, incredible development. and. You know, it just highlights just um, kind of the, the, the 
kind of the devil may care attitude or maybe the mafia like attitude that Biden takes his uh, uh, the approach that he takes to his public office. Yeah. Once upon a time, I saw a plaque that said, the more I get to know people, the more I like dogs. But I don't think that's the case with this dog in particular. I think Secret Service would have something else to say about that. Um, what's strange to me, though, is that it's it seems that there's just a general rule in life that when someone is willing to lie or conceal the small things, they're definitely willing to lie about the big things and conceal the big things. And with respect to John's tease of that story coming off the top of the segment, and also what we are seeing in the halls of Congress right now with respect to the speaker fight. Obviously, as Kevin McCarthy, during his tenure as speaker, one of the major conversations was defunding the agencies that seem to be operating at the behest of this administration. We're going to have this panel tonight between uh, Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, chairman of, or current chairman of, of Judiciary. What do you expect to be said and discussed in that panel with respect to Biden corruption and abuse of these agencies? Well, I hope they both commit to drawing a line in the sand that we're not going to fund the worst of it. And, you know, I could go through a list of things that should be defunded, right? The border invasion, the abuses of Trump, the censorship of Americans, the lack of investigations into the Biden uh, corruption. Uh, you know, for instance, that joke of a questioning that he underwent um, uh, on his document issues. You know, is the Justice Department and FBI going to be fully funded? Are the censorship operators in the Department of Homeland Security going to be fully funded? Is is the uh, moving around of individuals who cross the border illegally into the interior of the country going to be fully funded? They got to pick a line in the sand and be willing to draw it and accelerate, in my view, the corruption investigations because those are the issues that I think have made people think our republic is falling. And if it's going to be a, a fight about amendments and, um, you know, the rate of growth of government, uh, the American people are going to lose. But if it's going to be a fight about uh, whether the rule of law and government accountability are going to be uh, uh, pursued through these budgetary fights, I think um, things could advance quite quite nicely and positively in terms of reassuring people. At least there's one group of politicians who are concerned about this issue. Uh, Tom, for the longest time, you have made, I think, the most articulate argument of what the best defense is for President Trump in his own classified documents uh, uh, case, and that is that the president has absolute authority to decide what is his and personal and what to take with him. Today, America First Legal put out a memo affirming that and saying, here's all our research, too. Everyone is coming around to your way of thinking. In the beginning, that was kind of not well known. I think you've driven a very important argument. How important is this, and do you think the courts will agree with uh, this rationale? Well, I don't know, because it's Trump, right? And the rules change um, that have been uh, well-received and, and pursued for decades in this town, all of a sudden they get changed for Trump. Uh, but the Presidential Records Act has always been walking a constitutional fine line, right? And the way uh, they walked it is by giving the president prerogative to decide what is his records personally versus what are presidential. And that was the rule that we found under the, Clint, under the Clinton Sokhtar case. Right. And it's a rule they changed for uh, President uh, Trump. Now, the irony is President, Vice President Biden, or now President Trump Biden, is being investigated for his handling classified records or allegedly classified records after he left the vice presidency. And I think, like Trump, he gets a pass on that uh, by prior Justice Department practice 
and and common sense application of the law and 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 court precedent. What he doesn't get a pass on <clears throat> is taking classified records from the Senate. See, there's no exception there. Right. It's not a presidential prerogative, obviously. He was a senator. He had no right to that classified information. And I, I think it's interesting he gets to be questioned at the White House. There's, I don't know, John, if you, Amanda, are you guys aware of any grand jury activity into what Biden did here? If not, why not? Yeah, it's a great question. Right. I've seen none. Yeah. No, I'm not. And, and that leads me to another question, because I think over the weekend when we heard that Joe Biden had called a lid, you know, this obviously is evocative of his campaign running up to 2020, when every day he had 12 noon, 2 p.m. lids on media interviews. Um, but a lot of folks thought, well, you know, maybe he's going overseas or he's taking a snooze. Uh, but it turns out he was sitting down uh, with investigators regarding that documents case. Was that just a formality or do you think that maybe they were digging in on some of the documents that were retained, not when he was vice president or president? In fact, when he was in the Senate. Well, the fact he was questioned um, in an interview suggests to me he's not the target of a criminal investigation. Uh, they're just dotting their I's and crossing their T's. He's been resisting being questioned. He's resisted being questioned for months. And uh, if he were obviously the target, uh, certainly his lawyers wouldn't have allowed him to sit down uh, with investigators. So I think, you know, it's they're just going through the motions. It's rigged. Uh, and, uh, you know, no raids, no grand juries. Uh, and uh, even though uh, Biden uh, played games much more directly than Trump is alleged to have done. And uh, I, I just, uh, it, to me, it's to me a kind of a, a, a I, don't, I don't know how much more obvious it can get that given there's similar sets of circumstances, Joe Biden is being protected by his Justice Department while Trump is being abused. They're trying to throw Joe and uh, uh, President Trump in jail uh, while giving uh, President Biden a get out of jail free card. And, and they're pretending that we're not supposed to notice it. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, a big thank you to all of our sponsors, AMAC, for sure, for the incredible big presidential town hall series that we're doing right now tonight. Doug Burgum, you'll get to hear him on Sunday on the podcast. If you want to go say thank you to AMAC, go to AMAC, amac.us slash Just News. Uh, or amac.us slash town hall. If you go to the town halls one, you're going to get a five-year membership at an all-time low of $35. That's a great deal. A big thank you to Chairman Comer, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Tom Fitton for some great interviews, some great food for thought. And, of course, tomorrow, tune in. We've got Kerry Lake, Congressman Ben Klain, and Alan Dershowitz, who has some very strong words about these Harvard Law students and other college students espousing hate, against Israel and embracing hate in the form of Hamas. We'll have more of that tomorrow on the show. So until then, may God bless you and may God bless this entire country of the United States as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from justthenews.com. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.